0: This is Blazing Radio. Prissy,
1: for the
0: first time, we are in the same time zone, sort of.
1: Sort of, I think you're still an hour behind. But yes, I, I feel like we haven't done a podcast in ages. And the last one we did together was like, Loretta's leaving.
0: Things are just so... Juxtaposed, you know I'm coming home for those who don't know I'm still in Colombia I stayed far longer than I had originally anticipated for reasons I will get into within the first topic but I'm coming home soon and there are things I'm really looking forward to like I can't wait to flush toilet paper down the actual toilet Mm. I I can't wait to speak English to everybody and have everyone understand me and not... I now officially, officially speak Spanish, but my Spanish sucks. And the amount of times I get in really tricky situations because I can't understand what the hell they're saying and they can't understand what the hell I'm saying. But I still think that counts as speaking Spanish. What do you think?
1: Um... Yeah, no, <laughs> not really, but at least you're trying. Honey.
0: I try so hard. Like, I, I give it my all. I give it everything that I've got. So, Prissy, do you want to tell everyone where you are?
1: Yes, I do. I am in New York. Um, I, To those that don't know, I relocated or moved my life here for my job. Um, it's taken over a year and a half to get here. And I'm finally here, and yeah, I'm living the uh, the New York dream. So here we are. I guess we will we're gonna we're gonna do a segment on it after our first topic. So I'll fill you in on all the juicy details then. But, yeah, do you want to give a, a quick rundown of the topics we're gonna cover?
0: So. We're going to start off... You know, I've stopped doing dance moves. Oh, do you know I'm going to use some Colombian dance moves? Oh, shit, I don't know any. We're going to dance the reggaeton. Oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. We're going to start off with, you know, the heavy situation that's going on in Colombia at the moment with the protests. You know, there's going to be a lot of juxtapositions today, Chrissy. And then we are going to slide into our adorable little segment. And then we're going to go into... The effects of extreme tourism and we're going to take it from both perspectives it's going to be very refreshing and finally we're going to wrap it off with the covid vaccine so our first topic is a heavy one and you know a lot of our topics today are going to be centered kind of around travel you know and being abroad and covid and all that other good stuff but we're starting off kind of heavy so in colombia i'm sure a lot of people have seen i actually had to break my my half-assed instagram silence and go on instagram and kind of just post everyone look i'm fine because i was getting a few messages from a few people kind of saying hey are you all right i don't really know what's going on and You know, you get the people who are like, oh, I've seen something that's going on and I'm going to put up the Pro for Colombia Instagram post and then never think about it again. But for those of you who don't know what's going on and would like to know what's going on, what's happening is there has been a new tax reform in Colombia where it is set to increase, we call it VAT in the UK, but the general umbrella term is sales tax. They will increase the sales tax on a lot of, basic household items such as wheels sorry, eggs. You see me trying to show off my Spanish there, Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and currently the tax rate is at 19%. I come from a finance background, so I'm going to waffle a little bit about how, for a country with this size economy, that is a very, very high percentage. Just to put it into comparison the UK is 20% and they they're then pushing that up even higher with this new laform at 19 percent and you, you compare the economy sizes and then the fact that they're implementing this tax on such basic products it means it impacts such a big amount of this population. To the point where, so in Colombia, 60% of people work day by day. Here in this country, they did a six-month lockdown. And not the soft lockdown where we did in England, where, you know, I put my face mask on and it's fucking on my forehead. Or, you know, I hang out in the park with my mates socially distantly and I've got my support. I mean, a hard lockdown. I mean, they do a thing here called Pico Y sedila, where everyone has an ID I actually have so much to say. So, where everyone has an ID and we talk about, you know, the government wanting to learn everything about us. In this country, on your ID, okay, it has your name and your address, it has your fucking fingerprint on the back and your blood type. They know everything about you here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've got a system where, okay, if you end with an even number, you're allowed out on a certain day. And when I say allowed out, I mean allowed to the fucking supermarket. If you've got the wrong number, you starve that day, and I've seen it happen where people go, "You've got the wrong number." I don't care if you're hungry. Come back tomorrow.
1: Really? So <laughs> the
0: country suffered. Yeah, it was awful here, and I've only and I'm coming in from a tourist perspective, and it's very soft for me because you know I just go, "Sorry, mate, no ablo Spanish," and they let me in. <laughs> but... <laughs> For a Colombian, it's a lot tougher and a lot stricter. And so 60% of this country lives day by day. And so the government didn't really give that much financial support. You know, there was no stimulus check like in the US. There was no...
1: Furlough.
0: completely <laughs> Furl- That's what it was called. There was no furlough like in the UK. And so here they're increasing the price of basic goods. And another thing they're doing is that they are then dropping the base rate for where people's incomes are taxed so more people will be taxed. Yes, I believe it's set to uh, make something like 6.4 billion pesos or something, and it's meant to go and better the economy in the long run. You know, I'm not going to be a one-sided person and not talk about the benefits, but people then took to the streets on the 28th of April for a protest, La Marcha, and the protest then spreaded on from... Wednesday right through to early this week and on Tuesday things got really really bad and the police and the military started gunning people down there are videos of like police cars like running over people in protests and it's so heartbreaking to see as someone who has lived here I can only imagine what it's like for this to be your home do you know what I mean Chrissy?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you see a lot with governments, like corruption in the governments, things like that. They, they, it's always the, I guess, like the, the poorer people that always get hit the most in these kind of things. It's interesting, like these sort of demonstrations have the potential, I think, to spill into other countries uh, that like border with Colombia. That have you know also have had decades of government corruption, flawed reforms, like lack of investment, etc. Yeah, it's it's crazy and it's it's a sad time as well because obviously the pandemic has left millions without jobs and and I think as well yeah. anger is just high at the moment for a lot of places and like you're right like in the UK you know that we were lucky enough to have a government that, that gave us a support of furlough and still a lot of people didn't think that was enough etc but yeah other countries like they cannot afford that and so I think protests when they get violent from police sides or even protester sides that's when it gets dangerous because I'm a big fan of a sort of peaceful protest and a demonstration but as soon as like I don't know guns get brought out or you know people start looting or throwing stuff that's when it it's, it's like obviously it turns massively it changes i feel like it changes the conversation away from what people are initially protesting to yeah you know this is violent type thing and it's sad because so many people have died from this haven't they
0: yeah i think the number the last time i checked was it was that 20 people have died and hundreds of people were injured this and crazy. there is Footage, actual footage. Someone sent me a bit. Vi- I don't know why this person would do this to me, but someone sent me a video of literally someone being shot on the street. And I realized that in all my life, I have actually never seen anyone. Of all the terrible things, I have never seen a video of open fire before. And I was so. I was like, oh my god, what have I just watched? Yeah. And so. Those of you who don't know, who aren't on my email list, you know, who don't stalk me on Instagram, I have a boyfriend now. Thank God! No, can we take a moment to praise God for that, please?
1: Honestly, Thank we you. we are discussing this in a segment because I cannot believe you, after after <laughs> all the times on Blazing, <laughs> you said you plough a little feeler to the rest of the world that you needed someone, and and here you are. I'm proud of you. And God,
0: God delivered him to my door, but my boyfriend's Colombian. And he speaks about this with a lot of passion. And one thing he said to me this weekend was when there was the violence in Venezuela, Venezuela is literally just next door to Colombia, where the government was gunning down people in Venezuela. The Colombian government, they all came together and they said, This is so shocking. How can a government gun down its own people? And then it's like, Now, what have you just done on Tuesday? And people are furious and people feel powerless. And the protesters have done a lot of very, very incredible things. Like, I didn't realise how softly, softly we have it in the UK. I actually said to someone who lives here, I said, do you know the police in the UK don't have guns? And they're like, what do you mean your police don't have guns? How do they control you? And I went, yeah. I do know, they, they just do. And here the protesters... There are big intersection highways in this country, it's like autopistas, like the protesters will like block roads. A friend of mine was in Cali, which is the I wanna call it the epicentre of the protest. It's where it's been it's where it's been really, really bad. And my friends tried to get to the airport in Cali every day for seven days and could not do it. Because the protesters, they blocked the roads, they kind of cut down trees and set the trees on fire. Or, you know, they would kind of put up barricades and they would stand there and they would let through cars with children and they would let through ambulances and that was it. If you had a flight, they didn't give a shit.
1: Really?
0: And we talk about the power of protest. So they've actually adjusted the tax reform very slightly. But now people are really angry because you killed lots of people.
1: Yeah. And
0: there's just all of this tension at the moment. And so as a tourist, I didn't excessively feel it, you know. On the day of the protest, I still went out. I was trying to get to a spa appointment and, you know, there was hella traffic. But in terms of the actual violence, I didn't see any physically. And I... What I think is so upsetting here is... I feel really powerless and for the first time ever in my life as a black woman I kind of understand what it would have been like to have been an outsider during the kind of chaos and the protest that surrounded George Floyd's murder and you know the guy who murdered him is now being sent to prison so we've got to big that up but I now get what it's like as an outsider because I wanna, I wanna support the guy that I'm in love with. I wanna support the people who I'm in the country with. I wanna talk about how this makes me feel, but at the same time, I need to make sure that I shut the hell up and I listen, and I keep myself informed. And to be honest, Chrissy, I, I you know, like I just feel so overwhelmed because, you know, I I want to say, oh my God, this is so terrible. I want to give my opinion, but this isn't about me. My opinion does not really matter, and honestly, I, I feel like a Karen. You know, I, I get, I get, I get what Karen feels like.
1: Oh, yeah, it's an interesting um, concept actually, because because when all all of that sort of George Floyd and BLM stuff was going on back in was it May last year? So a year ago now, it was hard. Not hard, God, I'm making it out like it was hard for us. What I mean is like, you're right, like. It's a weird position to be in when you're like, obviously we stand with you, like, what the hell? Like, how has that happened? How is this always happening type thing? Also, we don't want to be like, here, here's me taking it away from you. Actually, I think Cole Sprouse was like, we spoke about this, didn't we? Cole Sprouse was at like a BLM protest and he got arrested and then he, he posted it on um, Instagram saying, like, do not let this take away from the actual real conversation. So... Uh, it's interesting you said that now the one thing I just can't fathom with all of this is like because I've been to a few protests in London for a few different things um, and I could never imagine like thinking like oh, yeah, I'm going out now for like a peaceful protest and mm-hmm. then you know you're actually killed for it like that is the last time you go yeah. out it's so sad and just so upsetting that you are like a government can do that to its own people
0: i think there are some very obvious problems in this country unfortunately but one thing about colombians is they are so proud to be colombian you know i as a joke well it was a racist joke let's call it what it was i said to someone who's colombian i was like oh so you're basically mexican because you know you go to america you speak spanish they think you're mexican and they were, they were like, no, I am mm-hmm. Colombian. And if anyone showed this level of nationalism in the UK, we would be like, oh, so you support EDL then?
1: <laughs> Where is it? sounds like when you call Canadians Americans and they all get really upset. Yeah. But, okay, but then that's,
0: that's being offended about being called American. This is like... I am from Colombia. If somebody does something, you go, oh, yeah, but I'm Colombian. And it goes even further. They go, if you're from a different part of the country, you have a different name. If you're from where Lady Jean is, you're a baiza. And they all take that so seriously.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's, it's really nice and refreshing to see such a positive influence, you know, such a positive light in terms of how people are so proud to be where they're from. But at the same time, I think, I think the government, I think even the UN stepped in and said, "Guys, what the fuck are you doing?" And then, yeah, yeah, it was, it's been a tricky couple of week or so, yeah, ten days. But things are quote unquote settling. They locked us in over the weekend, last weekend, to protect us. We'll see.
1: Well, fingers crossed. I hope it's, uh, it gets better. I'm sure it will. But as long as you're keeping safe, everyone is keeping safe as well. So, we're doing a little segment. Usually, obviously, we do our little, I don't know, little fun things. Um, but this one, I thought, given Loretta and I haven't actually... This is the first time you and I have spoken for five months, probably, over the phone at least, or um, not over texting or with your emails. I thought it would be good to catch up and just find out a little bit more about what you're doing. And then um, I know people probably have have no idea about what I'm doing or had no idea I'd moved. Um, So firstly, what the fuck? How the hell did you find a boyfriend? And tell me everything, like just it. Obviously, in in let's say a minute, but it got
0: there. Just give me the whole rundown, Chrissy. Can I just tell you that the Lord just? I said to a friend earlier this year. I said, "I'm not going. I will have a boo in the next six months," and God gave him to me. Mm-hmm. So, my boyfriend's called Andres. He is twenty three, so he is in fact younger than me.
1: Oh, great! <gasps> Oh God.
0: <laughs> uh, we met actually on my second day in the country at. We were hostel, we were dorm mates in a hostel in Bogota on my second day. He stalked me through the building and then found out we were dorm mates. And how we actually officially started was he, well, I think I spoke about this on the last episode, he invited me to a. F- to a oh cabin in the woods with his entire family. I mean, like great-grandmother's, cousins, uncles, mother. And I came, and and then I came. <laughs> that second isn't true. Oh my god! If they listen to that, I'll die. <laughs>
1: oh my god! But that's that's essentially how we met. Yeah. Wait. So, question for you: um, Why was if he's from Colombia, why was he in a hostel?
0: So he's from Medellin and he went on holiday to Bogotá because that is what Colombians do. They vacation in other cities in their own country.
1: Yeah, that's what they do here in America as well. They literally never leave. Oh, nice. Okay. And generally, how's it all been? Do you know,
0: it's very juxtaposed, juxtapos- oh my God, I can't say that word, juxtaproposed, no, okay, I juxtaposed, <laughs> and because I'm coming home soon, and I have felt very, very grounded in Medellin, like even in this hostel that I'm in, I'm a veteran, I've been here for, I've been in this hostel for four months, like I leave and I come back, and I leave and I come back, but, you know, I'm, I've i been here such a long time, but at the same time, i Cannot wait to hug my friends. Yeah, because I was we can concerned. actually hug in the UK now. Yeah,
1: but and sometimes it's you just want those home comforts, don't you? Yeah,
0: and there have been, you know, I cried. I think a month ago because I felt homesick for the first time. Really? Because everything in my life here was just. I was just having a really bad weekend. Um, but I'm coming home, but you've just left. Chrissy, so talk to I know to me you're about
1: that. going in New York. I don't know why you're going via Mexico. You're I'm actually- going
0: by... <laughs> because I don't want to give Boris Johnson £1,750 no, they- of my hard-earned money.
1: they stopped that now for New York. You can quarantine it's
0: they, Yeah, but... Uh, I kind of want to go to Mexico, and wow. Mexico's nice and cheap, and New York. Oh, I'm to go
1: back. I've spent more in the last two weeks than I probably have in the last year.
0: That's like, troubling to hear.
1: Like it's burning a hole through my pocket by the minute. I bought a plant today. I mean, this is excessive, so i will put this on myself. I bought a plant today for my room. It was $109, which is, what, like eighty pounds What?
0: What what is this plant? Is it some
1: kind of? It's fake as well, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I'm actually gonna check that. Um, 109 (laughs) dollars is okay, like seventy. Okay, still.
0: 70%. For a plant that's not real,
1: that sucks. No, actually so Now thinking about it, I don't know why I did that. Oh, my God. Yes, but basically, yeah, it's a lot of money here. A lot of money is being burnt constantly. But, you know, we're here for a good time, not a long time. So I like we're on Amen. two different spectrums there of, like, cost of living. Because you said Columbia is like a new business.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. like So one of the a really good example is you could buy a beer here. For just shy of a pound I'll convert it for people And when I tell people that A beer in London is probably like Quarenta mil Like eight, nine pounds They couldn't believe it They were like, what? Yeah. Like it shocks them And beer is a huge part of the culture here Oh really? So I I hung out with a family For five days And we drank 300 beers
1: Oh my god, really? Yeah
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I should mention that family was Andres's family.
1: <laughs> you made it sound really ominous then, like you're just really. Yeah, around.
0: it was three, I couldn't believe it. At one point, we ran out of food, but there was always enough beer.
1: Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, so you're enjoying it, you're coming back.
0: You're coming um, home, you've just left.
1: I know, I know, just a bit like. Um, they don't tell you when you meet, I feel like. When you move abroad, they, everyone makes it look so glamorous and so fun, but they don't tell you about the times where you feel so lonely or so out of your comfort zone or, you know, really yeah. homesick. And I feel like, since I've been here, I mean, it's only been two weeks, so I'm not going to judge it all yet, absolutely not. Like, I know it's going to get better. But I want people to know, like, because people have said to me, like, oh, your Instagram stories look so fun, like, you're clearly having a lot of fun. I'm like, I am. Also, like there are times where I'm really like missing home or like really low and stuff. So I just want people to know like moving abroad, if you do it, absolutely do it. Cause I keep saying to myself, if I if I get through this, this will be the best thing I've ever done. Like I'll, yeah. I'll be able to face anything. But I just want people to know, like moving abroad at the start anyway isn't the easiest thing and I'm only two weeks in so we'll do an update call maybe in like a month or two and you can catch up with me and see how I'm finding it then but it's a lot right now and just like even like little things like grocery shopping so trivial but when you get into a supermarket where there's just a whole load of different brands and you know even like here big like tins of stuff and things like that it's just a lot but um enjoying it so far which is good.
0: And it's important that people know both sides of things. So thank you for sharing.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that is like, genuinely something they never tell you. You know, people go, like, oh, yeah, I live in New York. Oh, that's so cool. They tell you, like, oh, yeah, for the first few months, like, I was really out of my comfort zone. But it is what it is. It is part of learning. Mm. So I did a hike
0: a few weeks ago that's a lie it was a few months ago I went to which is on the northern coast of Colombia and there was a sign which said tourism is the new colonialism and that really sat with me just because I think about certain places in certain countries for example I'm going to give Costa Rica as an example where tourism has almost bastardised the country to the point where you go and people are it's it's extreme gentrification you know Costa Rica has such a high rate of expats and I will never get over how if you're white you're an expat but if you're if you're if you've got if you're a person of color you're an immigrant but yeah. that's a story for another day and it forces up the price of things so astronomically and people lose their cultures and they become displaced and for a lot of people who come from the Western world, Costa Rica is almost like a second home. For example, if you come from the States, you go to Costa Rica, it's, it's, it's almost like going to Puerto Rico. Like It's just an extension of your country. Every single thing you buy will be quoted to you in USD. And there's elements of Mexico where that's happening. It's happening in certain parts of Colombia as well. And yes, I'm a hypocrite because I am contributing to this extreme tourism, but I also think it's a shame when people. I want to believe, sitting on my very high horse, that I came to embrace a new culture. I came here to feel uncomfortable, whereas some people come to these Latin American countries just to feel an extension of their home.
1: I think you you've actually tried to like learn the language, obviously, like ingrain yourself more in the culture. But I'm like, I'm going to put my hands up and say I've probably been that person when I went to Southeast Asia, for example, like I did the hostels, I did the route that everyone from the UK did, basically just did exactly that. But I I've never felt like I was disrespecting their culture um I wasn't going there for I essentially, was going there to actually I guess learn a bit more about the culture yeah definitely including obviously a number of other things like having fun I do wonder like obviously we've seen with COVID so many tourist towns and countries have been hit badly because tourism's down so low I do wonder like don't these towns or cities like they also do very well off tourism too don't they like that that's what booms their economy That's what
0: basically drives the city's growth and money and everything as well. You know, you are are 100% right. I think about all of the places where I've been to over the last six months where some elements of it are fantastic. I can walk into any hostel, any hotel, and they will have a room for me. You know, hostel world, I just use that as a research. I use it as Google now for what hostel to go to. And then I go and book it in person because there's no need to secure anything in advance. Yes. And I think from that perspective and in certain countries, you know, like how Thailand has survived, I have no idea. Like none. Because that country runs off of tourism, you yeah. know. And I think about some of the other places, I, I almost just wish there was a balance because sometimes you you come to a country such as Colombia, Colombia, And, you know, I've flown in and out of the country lots of times to the point where, like, immigration always grills me and said, why do you keep leaving and coming back? And so I've sat with lots of different people on lots of different planes. And you get some of them who go, yeah, so I'm basically just here to do lots of drugs and sleep with prostitutes. Mm -hmm. And it gives the country... Yeah, and it gives the country such a bad image. But at the same time... Lots of people on the coast of Colombia and everywhere, the drug dealers are thriving off of these people who are coming to do drugs and have sex with prostitutes. So I'm almost in two minds because, yes, colonial I think tourism is, I don't think it is nowhere near as bad as colonialism, but I think some of the negative impacts of the ultra-high gentrification, I think that's really quite troublesome. But at the same time, I think those who are in the position to really reap from it. Because then at what point does it then become, oh, the high-end people, so the people who own hotels and hostels and really bougie businesses, what point is it where they're the ones who benefit, but then the family who are selling, you know, empanada and arepas on the street, they're not benefiting from it, but us coming here is pushing up their rent prices. Yeah, I just feel so conflicted.
1: Yeah, I think it's just, like, obnoxious tourists. That's what I don't like. You know, ones that don't treat it like you're in a different country type thing. Like, don't respect the culture, don't respect the customs. Um, An example is, like, in Dubai, for example, like, I'm pretty sure, like, if you go out public, you know, you're not meant to. You're meant to wear clothes that cover up to your knees, I think your shoulders as a woman and i think like some people don't do that or think that's ridiculous but i'm like that's their country's custom right so i feel like wherever you go you should get somewhere somewhere like also like you should try and at least know a bit about the culture because even when i went to like vietnam um I, I said to Priya, who I went with, one of my friends, I was like, can we do something like a little bit more like, you know, what a local would do as opposed to like all the type, yeah. um, UK traveller things? But I actually, that night we actually did end up at a American diner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, got a we got to a point in Vietnam where like we were, so, we'd eaten so much, it was eat Southeast Asian food that like we went for three nights in a row to this diner. And had like between I said chips and gravy and stuff, so I also done that as well. But I didn't go to just the drugs.
0: Yeah, and that's what's important. I think intention mm. is very important. Yeah. And intention. Talking about intention, that's going to lead us into our next topic.
1: Ooh. Now we're going go to go onto our final topic which is around the vaccine. So since we last spoke, I don't think there was a vaccine, and now there is, obviously for Mm. COVID-19. And I know it has stirred a bit of mixed reviews with people in terms of whether they're going to get it or not. Um, So I thought we'd discuss it. I I don't want this to be like people assuming our opinions on it. At the end of the day, it's everyone's decision, right? So we're not here to shame or judge anyone. We've been having a discussion about it. But, yeah, Loretta, what are your thoughts on it? The, the whole thing, I guess, it has been rolled out here in the US like no tomorrow. Everyone is pretty much vaccinated. Here in New York, I don't know about a lot of the other states. And I know in the UK, just before I left, like, most obviously older people had been vaccinated and now it was getting to, like, younger people, but uh people at risk with asthma or few other things have done it. But, yeah, what are your thoughts? Actually, what's the situation with the vaccine in Colombia?
0: So, I'm going to be very diplomatic so I don't get deported. But they have approval for the vaccine. They do also have the vaccine. Unfortunately, the president waited a little bit too long to buy the vaccine. So, they have actually... um, So they have actually only vaccinated a very, very small percentage of their population. And the COVID situation here isn't great. It has, so Colombia has the second highest number of cases after Brazil in South America. And it's just, it's a tricky situation. But I want to give a very firm opinion on something. The COVID vaccine, yes, I do believe it should be your decision as to whether or not you get it. However, I am not, I don't back anti-vaxxers. I don't back people who are like, I'm not going to get the MMR vaccine because it's going to give my child autism and then you kill half a school. I'm so sorry, but you're dumb. Like, I just, like, I, normally I'm so, you know, I try and understand other people's opinions. I don't care what your opinion is. With things like that, whereas COVID, people kind of have the argument of, from their recent, from their previous understanding of how vaccines are made, they truly cannot comprehend how this vaccine was made so quickly. And there is all of this other research about how there is other medicine that could be effective in treating COVID, but people are investing in it. And there's also research that kind of goes along the path of you might need to get a new vaccine in a few years time it's you know you're gonna have to continuously get boosters so I understand people's perspectives but for me the moment I touch foot back in the UK I'm gonna put it put put it put them all in my arm please like I am so ready to be vaccinated
1: yeah and that's fair I think like so so you have you've obviously got like all the medical scientists saying it's fine and like they are the experts so I don't know why suddenly we think we've got a high horse on them (laughs) um but I'm not an anti-vaxxer at all but I am gonna say like I was a bit scared about getting it to be honest with you um I'm my whole family my mum and dad have had it um like my sisters had it and and stuff like that they were like you know pretty high risk like my sister works in hospitals my Mum's at a high risk, and 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 in their situation, you know, the better case or the best scenario was to get it. For me personally, at the moment, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm pretty low risk. I had COVID a few months ago. I still have the antibodies because I, I checked. I got a check just before I came here. So for now, it's it's not on my priority list, but I will probably get it soon. I just I don't know. I know it does sound ridiculous because when you think about it, like doctors. nurses like um, scientists are all like approving it so why would they and and millions have been vaccinated like I think here in the US it's like 60 70% of people have been vaccinated I don't know I am a bit like it was quite quick on how it all happened but I also don't know anything about vaccines so Again, why am I pretending like I have an idea? This is a tough one, but, you know, here in the US, well, I'm saying the US, in New York, obviously each state is different, generally a lot of different kind of opinions, but here in New York, like, everyone is vaccinated and there's, like, a weird, like, judgment or stigma here if you aren't, and I, I didn't think that was the case because obviously from the UK, like, the US looked a bit like they didn't really care about COVID because they opened up pretty quick and you know, they had a lot of cases and it just looked like they were getting on with it. Um, but being in New York, like even when I go, I went to get my eyebrows threaded. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Getting my oh. eyebrows threaded.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got, I got to New York the first thing I did was get my eyebrows threaded and my nails done. So, <laughs> um, they really do. I feel like they, they're really scared of it, it which is fair. Like it's, fucking scary disease, so that makes sense, but um, I just didn't think that would be the case here because of what we've seen in the news with the US but I do think New York is a bit different to the rest of the states anyway.
0: No, I I completely understand what you mean and I have met highly educated people. When I was in Panama, I met a guy who was a oh my god, what was he? He was actually a vaccine specialist in Germany and he was like, I'm not getting that vaccine until they do another round of testing. And I had spoken to nurses here from Canada, nurses from America, doctors from the US, where some of them kind of just say, look, I need them to kind of, I need to kind of watch what the situation is and what the side effects are. You know, they're not not going down the line of, oh, they're tracking us. They're kind of going down the perspective of, what are the side effects? You know, what is the long term benefits of it and that's kind of what they're watching but i one of my friends who's a nurse she was like she told her family that she was going to wait to get it and she was berated she was called uneducated she's extremely educated and they said you just sound really uneducated and i think we've got to kind of move away from that narrative because as long as you are doing things to keep yourself if you are someone who doesn't necessarily need it, like you are in your twenties, you are super fit, you've got no underlying um, health conditions,
1: and if you are not like in, you know constantly interacting with, let's say, high risk people, like older people,
0: yeah, I think if you decide that you don't want it, obviously no one's going to come and eat it into your arm, but I also can I can respect your perspective.
1: Yeah, I feel like so. I think people who think because. <laughs> There was the, the arguments where people thought, like, the government were trying to track us. I mean, come on, that's ridiculous. Um, why would anyone care what you or I are doing? But if you, if you genuinely, like, aren't harming anyone by not getting it and, um, you know, you want to take a bit more time to think about it, I don't think you should be shamed. You're right. But to anyone listening, also, we are not experts. So if you're going to get it, like, I'm sure you'll be fine. 100% you'll be fine. Um, I'm just saying, like... You know, I can get why some people are maybe more anxious of getting it. So that is the end of our
0: first, you know, dream team and Radio recording session of twenty
1: twenty one. We are because back our
0: session. Yeah, we are. Don't call it a comeback, baby. Because I've been here for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> That was so cringy. You that up on the spot. No, I think it's it's from someone on TikTok. I don't even use TikTok, but I don't know. It, yeah,
1: it, sure.
0: Not mine. Not mine. Not mine. You know, I try.
1: But yes, I'm so. back. Um, it's been lovely recording again. I forgot what it's like to record um, and do all the tech difficulties that we have every time Um, every time every time no i think we need to hire a tech guy we definitely need to hire someone to do our sound editing because that yeah me (laughs) ages yeah yeah. but lovely to hear your voice and catch up i feel like we yeah we well we haven't actually spoken for ages because i've just been busy and obviously you've been gallivanting with Andreas. So um, <laughs> You're so fucking smug now, aren't you? Honestly,
0: I feel so blessed. I just hope he doesn't listen to this and then leaves me.
1: That's yeah. all that I'm praying for. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah. No, he won't. Um but um uh, yeah just send me some of that luck please because I'm still very much single over here. So Maybe I'll meet a nice Chad here, or Brad, or Austin. Or a Troy. Um, um, what's the name? Taylor. Taylor.
0: Yeah. Just hang outside the NYU art department and you'll find someone, I promise and you. Just um, hang out where all the uni students hang out.
1: I mean, I'm a bit old for that now. Like, it's the me. grad
0: students.
1: The predatory, even then, Like, you know, we graduated like four years ago. Sometimes I forget Okay, that. don't say it like that. <laughs> I do though, like, because in, in my work, there's like the fresh grads, and I always feel like I relate to them. Then I realise, like, oh no, wait, oh, 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 four years out of uni now.
0: I think you're what we would call, I think we're both what people would call experienced hires now.
1: <laughs> really? That's depressing, isn't it? I know. <laughs> we get old. Oh my God, I want to die. <laughs> oh, God. But stay safe. I want you to get home safe. Um, and, yeah, I guess I oh, can't wait to meet Andres. When can I get on little FaceTime with him?
0: Um, we can actually arrange something for this week. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, we will. But don't... Yeah, we will. But I'm going to fly out to New York. I'll come and see you. But I'm going to have to sleep on your floor because I don't have New York money. Oh, my even God. Even with my big job, come. with my big...
1: No, if you can, I'll get you a nice little bed. Don't you worry. We're the best treatment. Oh, thank you. you. Yeah, <laughs> Right now, I've got no roommates. I'm living alone. So you can probably just take the sofa or the bed. I don't know. Yeah. Come through. Re- little reunite. Re-reunite. That's the word.
0: You know, maybe we'll record in the same room for the first time ever.
1: Ever. Oh, my God. Yeah. That'd be crazy. First time
0: ever. But we're on to bigger and better things so chrissy until next time
1: goodbye stay
0: safe wash your hands yeah please everyone keep washing your hands